All right. Welcome. Well, I made it. We made it here. Here we are. Are we are we are. We are here. Here um we are. Yeah, we are here. Are we here? Yes. Sometimes. Here we're we are. queer. Get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um I think I threw up my hip. Just now? No. But yes. What if I said yes? I did yoga from the TV on Tuesday and my legs are sore. Okay. So I guess you Are you happy say, or, or displeased by that fact? I don't know. I'm, I'm different. <laughs> I'm different. Okay, okay. But I also took a flu and a COVID shot yesterday. And so your calves are sore. And my whole body is sore. Oh, okay. She drove me. <laughs> she drove me here. Yeah, it's uh, fatiguing. Have you had a third shot yet? No. A fourth shot? You've already had a third? Oh, wait. You had a two series. Yeah, I had the double series. I had I had a <laughs> exclusive discontinued vaccine <laughs> that no one can get anymore. No one can have it anymore. <laughs> no, I have not. I need to. Uh, I was trying to schedule it last week. I think I was looking on Monday, and like the closest, the soonest that they could get me in was a Thursday. And I was like, no, I need it before then. So I haven't gotten it. Oh, <laughs> so I could have just scheduled for that Thursday because I would have gotten it instead. But yeah, I need to need to schedule. Actually, what I really wanted to do was just walk in. Because it uh, says what they HEB accepts walk-ins. Yeah, but you ha- you can't go at times when walk-ins are. I could. Available. I could go directly after school. I just have to do it between three and five. Yeah, <laughs> and it has to be done between that time or else. But that's normally a good like napping time for me, just to recharge a little bit. Get your get your your little uh... get my zhuzh on. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would recommend it. Napping. No. Oh, the shots. The flu shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. all the kids are sick. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a new sickness that they have? RSV? Yeah. What's yeah. that about? Uh, but they're they're ramping up vaccines for that one, too. The the Pfizer people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're making a vaccine for it. Good. Using the type of technology they created for uh, the, the, the COVIDs. Wow. I think. Now we're going to get a whole, ex- like, vaccine information in our podcast. Oh, shit. Mm. Hmm. Well, we haven't actually told anyone to get it. You should get it. <laughs> you should get it. Gasp. <laughs> Elon Musk is going to tell us that we're not allowed to do that. You owe $8. We owe $8. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to Stephen King it. Oh, yes. <laughs> just, it just bully Elon. No, Stephen bitch. King bullying Elon Musk was not on my 2020-22 bingo list. You know, I never, I didn't picture it either. Yeah, but it's kind of funny. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that he actually would get Twitter. Stephen King. Now we have to get off of Twitter. Who? Then where oh, will we find Elon our Musk? Jokes? You didn't think he was going to buy it? Yeah, I think it's hilarious because he's going to lose so much money. Yeah, and Tesla is tanking because he's tanking Twitter, which is even more funny. Yeah, we were talking about buying if we ever bought a car in the future. I mean, we will have to buy a car in the future. No cars. Sometime. Um, that it's going to be electric. And he was like, what about Tesla? And I was like, we're never kidding. No, Give him any money. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Literally so many other electric cars, too. So yeah. Chevy Bolt. I keep talking about the Chevy Bolt. I yeah. don't really know anything about it. Chevy Bolt, though. It's available. I don't it's even know there. what it looks like. I am literally the worst human being when it comes to cars. Some of my friends will like, be like, oh, yeah, look at this. And something. I'm like, yep. It's got wheels. That is a vehicle. 
that moves forward on four wheels. I keep seeing like strange car brands that I've never seen before. Mm. Saturn. They don't even make those anymore. <laughs> those are long gone. <laughs> okay. It wasn't that. It okay. was something else. It was an electric pickup truck. Mercury. No. Oh. <laughs> it was like Buick Raider or something. Hmm. Anyways, I was like, it's so quiet. You were inside of one? No, I was oh. near it. Oh. I saw it from afar. Do you ever hear the, the cars that make like a weird like... <sighs> like, it's an electric car that sounds like that. No. They're just like humming. Well, that's sweet. It, well, yeah, it's also creepy. <laughs> Over, but yeah. <laughs> the girls were gifted a... Um, you know those like... Uh, Little Tykes electric vehicles. Oh, yeah. I used to fucking love it. Like the Kawasaki situation. This one's a mini mouse car. Um, It's way too small for them. They were both in it. And they're both like 65 pounds. Uh So that's a full adult person in the car. And the car is just like... (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, look, look at that. I was like, that car is struggling. It's not working. It's using all of the electrical energy inside of it to try and move, and it's not working. I'm like, you're going to be able to play with that for about five minutes. Uh-huh. And we're going to have to recharge it. What's normally says 16 minutes? Yes. <laughs> it normally says an hour and a half. Uh-huh. Um, no. No, not, not like this. If one of you want to get out, maybe we could get 20. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Not like this. Yeah, that's, uh, that's quite funny, though. I remember you said... Um, I used to have one. No, my little brother used to have one. I never got one when I was his age, so I always wanted to be in it. But at that point, I was larger than that. It didn't work. But I went. I got it in it anyways. My brother had one, and I didn't. I had his old one. And I don't remember riding it that often. You remember when you used to plug things in the wall, and you used to be afraid that it would, like, catch on fire over time if it was left in the wall too long? I still feel that way about phone chargers that don't have a phone attached to them. Okay. <laughs> so I'm glad that you are scarred from what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Because uh, specifically, I'm thinking about uh, how we almost set my house on fire uh, when I was a kid. Because uh, you remember those like remote control uh, cars? Mm-hmm. And uh, they had giant-ass battery packs. And then mm-hmm. Plugging those in the wall. Uh, we melted one of those. And got battery acid all over the floor. And of course, it was also melting. Uh, down the wall, and then we discovered, it and we're like, "Well, that's cool." In the garage? Uh, no, it was uh, it was inside. Oh. My parents were not happy. <gasps> Who got in the most trouble? I don't remember. It was you. But I do remember I could not have ice cream that night. <laughs> Did you have ice cream every night? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Like, Maybe. I'm bullying my own children. <laughs> no ice cream. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you got Halloween candy today, huh? You can have one, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like ours was every other night that we got ice cream, mostly. Yeah, well, she had to shut up all you kids somehow. All four of us running around. Okay, ice cream. Shut up. Go ice get cream. Your own ice go cream. outside. <laughs> it's eighty. It's eight o'clock at night, and it's uh, fifty degrees outside. It's raining. <laughs> go outside. I don't want to deal with this. Get Shut, up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut Honestly, up. Shut up. Honestly, I question how she survived, making make dealing with all of us. 
Hey. She could have Andrea Yates to you all. She could have. I mean, all of us were born within, what, 10 years of each other? So she was dealing with four kids all under the age of 10. All at at one the time. same time that Andrea Yates was. Yeah. And then, she, yeah, Andrea, well, Andrea Yates had some underlying issues as well. Your mom had you, so. And that so. was an underlying issue. <laughs> that was an underlying issue. You were absolutely right. <clears throat> Do you know what isn't an underlying issue? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that works there, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> recent Gallup polls. Recent Gallup polls. Recent Gallup polls have shown that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Big Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Big Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakedBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. <laughs> Baked Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones probably donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Bones. Um, 15? 15. <laughs> Iconic. You know. I love that. I love it. Um, I was going to say something else. About how your mom could have murdered you? I still think. Well, she tried to do that whenever I was born. Not abortion. Oh, that was, I was about to say, all of a sudden you're a Republican. No. no. You're really she, right wing. Uh, she fell out of a, my dad's Bronco when uh, she like two weeks away from my due date and bumped her belly. And then for like the next few days, she just kept on getting like more and more pain until she could not physically walk. Uh, so she's like crawling on the ground. And my dad was like, do you need to go to the hospital? She's like, No. Yes, yes, you do. So she uh, didn't tuck and roll out of the car. Oh no. my God! Come on, Patty. First I mean, that's, rule. That's what we gotta do, especially when he's going, he was going sixty. I know. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing on the side of the road in San Antonio. It's all no, flat. It's Doesn't... literally all just a mess. The entire city. You're also normally stuck in traffic, and everyone's going thirty-five miles an hour anyway. So you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, well, apparently she was internally bleeding, and uh, things were not going great. And so they had to do emergency C-section. And that's why I was born before my cousin. And you still rub it in her fucking face. Oh, absolutely. Guess what, bitch? I was born five days before you, little shit. You ugly motherfucker. Well. Are they really ugly? No. They're ugly, aren't they? Ooh, yikes. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yikes. They don't listen. No, they won't listen. Stacy. I don't even know where that was supposed to be my name. 
Stacy. Stacy Lauren White. Yeah, that's supposed to be my girl's name. I was supposed to be a girl. Guess what mine was gonna be? Beth. Colleen. Colleen. Oh yeah. Colleen. Ooh. My I like that name. And I love that. Colleen. Colleen. You know. Classic. I don't know where my parents got Stacy Lauren from, but uh, that's not a family name. They were like Ralph. No, Stacy. Ralph. Yes. No, that's when my mom woke up from surgery. Uh, they're like, here's your beautiful baby boy. And she goes, no, I had a girl. And they're like, no, this is a boy. She goes, no. Cut it off. I had a girl. So Make it a girl. I think that was the moment that I turned gay. And I was like, <laughs> as a baby, she said, I had a girl. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the nurse is like, oh, what a cute baby. No, it's a girl. And then you went, sis. <laughs> She's like, oh shit, a gay baby. <laughs> God, a gay baby. Get out of here. Get this shit away from me. <laughs> yeah. Then 10 days later, I had viral meningitis. And I have a spinal tap. I still have a scar from that. 10 days old. On your brain? I was on my spinal tap down, like, in my spine. Spine goes all the way to the brain. Could be anywhere in between. You're not wrong. But you're wrong. I'm a scientist. Coco disagrees with you. No, Coco's just worried about squirrels and cats. Squirrels and cats and trains, apparently. There's this dumbass squirrel that likes to run on the top of the fence back there. And he just goes back and forth all day. Mm -hmm. And the dogs go... Better or worse than possums and rats? (laughs) See, there's there's my enemies during the night and my enemies during the day. Valid point. Valid and they point. And they are still enemies, nonetheless. A lot of enemies. Well, I think uh, one of my enemies knocked over one of my planters by my that I set up because it fell over, and I think it was a squirrel. It were it was already kind of listing forward because of the rains recently, and I told myself I should probably fix that, and I didn't, and then it fell over. Look at that. The consequences of your actions. Literally. To get you. How dare me? My The consequences of my own actions came to bite me in the ass. How? As if only we could have seen this coming. Literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I was texting Alan. Literally like, uh, hey, this happened. And we just talked about it this weekend. So that's great. I'm glad it happened. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah. Classic. Mm. Wow. Wow. Anyways. Happy birthday. Yay. I'm 30 this time. You're 30. Look at you. You're so young and youthful and just full of youth and life. Poison. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I'm scared. Don't it's make, just water. Don't make, ugh, yeah, it smells like water. I put some food coloring in it. <laughs> Clear. What if you were like, I put some uh, dish soap in it. Just some salt. Just oh yum. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, we, me and my little brother, used to. Well, I got a science set for my birthday one year, so I had a bunch of test tubes, and uh, my <coughs> little brother and I decided to make a whole concoction and test tube full of all sorts of gross stuff, uh, and feed it to my older brother. And uh, it was a lot of salt, uh, and a lot of like mustard and more salty things, and I think some pickled. A lot of salt stuff. Uh, and then we put one kernel of corn. Just one. And he choked. Then he choked. <laughs> so he took it, and he was like, it wasn't bad, but I choked on the corn, almost like vomited all over the table. I was like, well, that's what you get for trusting little kids. Hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. You tried to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Anyways. Hmm. Well, mm-hmm. is it time to get back to our podcast? What you been thinking about? Oh, I have been, I've been thinking about a couple things. It's been a while. I haven't seen you in two weeks. <gasps> Someone was at my door 11 minutes ago. I the flag. I've been. Oh, I was gonna say I've been here longer than eleven minutes. That flag always be coming up. But that flag, she always just like, doing hey, stuff. Hey, <laughs> hey, how, how y'all, y'all doing? doing? <laughs> I've only been thinking about Heidi Klum. Yeah, that's been your your utmost priority. Uh, that's all I care about. And Carly Rae Jepsen. Car- oh yes. Uh, did you listen to her al- album? The whole thing. Of course. <laughs> This one was funny. Okay. <laughs> Bark at the mailman. That's awful. I love it. Looks like a pit bull. Yeah. Um, and then this one. <laughs> Wait, let me scroll up. Okay, yeah. It's this little boy singing. And he's really singing. He's doing his his business. There it comes. It's coming. It's coming. Did she just go and fangirl that child? I don't know what she was doing. (laughs) I have no idea. She climbed and almost face planted on top of him. But I only like it because of the subtweet says, Nah, we've been here for three hours. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you better get this over with. Sing your song. Yep. Finish. Um, this is pretty applicable to my life. Yeah. <laughs> Except there's a truck on top of you. Okay. Okay. Don't need to be red for filth like that. Excuse me. <laughs> Got kicked the fuck out of church for yelling fuck the devil. The fuck? I thought we hated that motherfucker. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> the the uh have you seen the the recent trend of um <clears throat> I hope your email finds me well, how your email finds me and it's some terrible mm-hmm. like <laughs> Was it a pig? <laughs> Is it like a boar or a pig or something like that, I love that. on a trash pile. It's very on brand for me. Very classic. Um, of course, breakfast with gays. Oh. Breakfast champions. You need a spoon. No, it's a fork. <laughs> Cutting it with a... Also, that spawned a whole conversation. Have you seen the show, um, Is It Cake? I've seen stuff from it. It's an awful show. Very boring. But apparently it's coming back for season two. However, I will say, when you get very... Um, <laughs> Loopy. Excited about the show. Excited about the show. Uh, it becomes much better to watch. Because when you're uh, watching it, you're like, wait. Is it cake? <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, so I I watched it a couple months ago. Um, but I was out of my mind. Um, and I was like, oh my god. I can't handle this right now. I watched the entire season. So I contributed to the fact that it... Did well, and now it has a season two. 
Hmm. But that made me think of that was that seeing a fork and knife cutting a, a cup, a, a latte. Of coffee. Yeah, I was like, actually, that some sounds like something they would make. Somebody's like, oh look at this, I'm not a, a latte. I'm like, what a coffee? And they cut it. And What's it's the like, difference? Flat uh, white. That's a coffee. Flat. I mean, it's all coffee. Yes. I don't care. I don't drink it. It's Drunk. a type of coffee. Drunk it. Drunk it. Uh, Have you I've... had the new Red Bull flavor? <clears throat> no. It's pretty good. Wait, which flavor? Fig apple. No, I have not. It's pretty good. I have not tried it. I have been uh, sustaining my life currently on um, about five or six hours of sleep a night, which is a drastic change from what it was over the summer. Um, and uh, I have green tea in the mornings. Green tea. Hmm. Two stevias, two bags of green tea, and a big old cup. Mmm. Well, this one's got a little sweetness to it. How is that the, How is that doing it for you? It gets me going a little bit. I also eat a breakfast, which is also a new thing. And then <sighs> at around 3 or 4, depending on when I wake up from my nap or if I take a nap, I'll have a Red Bull. Let me tell you, Red Bull's fucking expensive. How often? You're not eating. No, I'm it, You're not too. eating anything. Yes, I am. You're not putting enough things in your body. No, I eat breakfast. And then the school that I am currently working at also has a snack time. So I have snacks. It's normally carrots and tomatoes. I have a breakfast. So, okay, I have a bagel with creme cheese and then a protein shake. Well, it's a smoothie, but it has protein in it. One, that's not enough caffeine. Oh, you want me to have more caffeine? Yeah. You should get <laughs> caffeine pills. Okay. Do that. Okay, see how that goes? Yeah. All right. I could do that. Or find another source of caffeine. Green tea has a pretty good amount of caffeine. No, it fucking doesn't. It's like How 60 milligrams. How much does green tea And a have... Red Bull has 120. No. How much? I did not spell that, put that sentence together correctly. How does green tea caffeine? How much does green tea have caffeine? You know? Yep. Uh, okay, so a... Um, I know. I need it by the rating system on the green tea box. So tell it to me in leaves. The amount of leaves. Yeah. How many leaves? I don't know how that how to do that. Well, like a green tea is like two leaves, and so, then a cup of coffee is like three leaves. A normal okay. Well, a normal like cup of uh, black coffee has forty seven uh, milligrams of caffeine. No leaves. I don't know how to do that. Where? How much? Um... A Red Bull has like 120. 120 caffeines. Well, I put two Leaves. in there. So that would be like 60 milligrams of caffeine. I don't think that's how that works. Is that, <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> Your computer is stream of conscious answers. It actually gives me an answer. Caffeine... Does two bags of green tea have? Two bags of green tea. There you go. I think it has to deal with the amount of water. Yeah, I would say 50 milligrams. But you're still doing the regular amount of water. Yes. And then, okay, plain brewed coffee is between 100 to 200. Do you want to drink coffee instead? I don't give a fuck what you do. It makes my teeth yellow. -er. They're already yellow. <laughs> That's why I said yellow. -er. Now I'm so conscious. Don't yeah, look at my teeth. Your feet, your your feet, my <laughs> your teeth are the 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 color of dandelions. Mm, yeah. Mm. 
Anyways, uh, so I've been drinking green tea in the mornings. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I've been surviving on that. It gets me at least to a place of being alive. And then I make it through the day somehow. And then I'll have a Red Bull in the afternoon. Maybe I should switch and have green tea in the afternoons instead. I would do that. And have the Red Bull in the mornings. I I want to talk about me. <laughs> uh, Floor is open. I have cut out, and it's been a while since I've did it, and I've probably talked about it before. But I have switched to sugar-free Red Bull exclusively now. Oh, Um, and I don't know that anything's working, but I feel like I have less sugar in a day. That's good. I'm eating less candy. That's also important. Less sugar. I don't like it. I want more sugar. (laughs) I want more sugar. Yeah. I uh, made sugar cookies this weekend while I was, um, and, uh. While you were studying. Studying very diligently. The news. Uh Uh-huh. Um. And, and you uh, just did your nose like that? Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm not okay with you studying doing that. diligently. I have to study somehow. I watched this television show. Oh, you did? By yeah. Oh. <laughs> Directed that it's like an anthology series, a la uh, Twilight Zone. And um, in an episode, these people were doing cocaine, and this man grabbed like he got like a spoon, like a teaspoon, a soup spoon of cocaine out of this little vase, put it on a little sheet of something, and sniffed the whole thing. And then he died. I was like, how are you not dead? Yeah. Anyways, he died after that. But not because of the cocaine. Oh. Good for him. They opened an alien rock, and it melted him. And that was what killed him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that coming. Neither did he. (laughs) I was just about to say that, and neither did he. He didn't. All right. Yeah, I, um, so the sugar cookies that I made, I decided, made the executive decision not to mix my uh, dry ingredients and wet ingredients separately first, so I put all the dry ingredients together and stirred it all together, and then I just kind of threw all the wet ingredients in, and so it made them very, um... Dense. Dense. They were, they were, they were like shortbread cookies. Uh Uh-huh. They're so good. Were you, were you icing them or? No. Oh. <laughs> Plain sugar. They were just supposed to be sugar cookies. Oh, okay. And for, they, they were just hard. for your consumption? Alan was there. <laughs> but and yes. He, he was okay with eating these cookies. He loves them. Hmm. I hate them. But they're still at my house. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you didn't take them, them with him. Send them with him. I need to. But it's still. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Made that. That was a fun adventure. Wow. Mm-hmm. You need to stop watching the the Great British Bake Off. And making me try and do things that I can't do. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't caught up. I was doing a bunch of stuff that was like w- on theme with them as well. Then they went to Mexican Week and I was like... Mm. I don't want to make Pico de Gallo. Pico de Gallo and guacamole, guacamole. Guacamole. And then uh, peeling the uh, avocado <laughs> with a peeler. <laughs> Instead of just cutting them. Yeah. For their tacos on the tortillas. Yeah. That's rough. Anyways. Are you ready uh, to talk about spoopy things? Yeah. You want to go ahead and... Is it my turn? Yeah. I think you finished the episode last week, and then you can just start this one. It's like a two-parter. I'm just going to finish my story then. Get right into it. Okay. So. Give me a recap. 
Who are we talking about? Uh, Peter Peter Kirton. Peter Peter Kirton. Peter. When it has oh, yeah, the he was... over the the U, it's Kier U. Kirton, yeah. Kirton. 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 He uh been murdering people, and he's been in jail a lot, but has gotten out and has continued to murder people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lives in Germany, and he's nicknamed the Vampire of Dusseldorf mm-hmm. because sometimes he drank he'd take a little blood. sip. Mm. This one's got a little sweet. No. No. <laughs> Didn't work there? She's done. She's done. Damn it. Kiki Palmer? She's canceled? I don't mean to... I don't I don't want to be... I hate to say it. I'm sorry. I hope can I don't take sound this, ridiculous. Can you take this down? This is my dead sister who got ran over by a metro bus. <laughs> Girl! This is Kiki Palmer. <laughs> um, so on February 8th of 1929... Yep. 1929 is a banner year for Mr. Banger. Uh, he strangled a nine-year-old girl named Rosa Olinger. Good year. Uh, into unconsciousness before he stabbed her in the stomach. Oh. And in the temples. Oh. And in the genitals. Oh. And in the heart. Oh. With a pair of scissors. Oh. <laughs> Spontaneously. Again, can't get any higher. Ejaculating the whole time. Uh, and then he took the semen and put it inside of her vagina with his fingers. Okay. I don't uh, like this man. And then he was like, gotta hide this body. Let me put it in this bush. Oh, shit. What did I do? And then he got some kerosene and burned the bush. And then he came again. Hmm. Wait, is this the one that jacks off to fires? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He (laughs) set some barns on fires. And he was like, I hope there's somebody homeless in there. That makes sense. Unhoused. Unhoused. Um. Five days later, on the 13th of uh, February, he murdered 45-year-old mechanic named Rudolf Scheer in the suburb of Flingenord, stabbing him 20 times. Flingenord. Flingenord. F-L-I-N-G-E-N-O-R-D. Flingenord. He's in Germany, though. It's not Sweden. Flingenord. 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 So he stabbed the guy 20 times. Oh. <laughs> in the head and the eyes and the back. Wow, he's getting funky. Uh, and then he um, left the body and then came back and was talking to the police. And he was like, oh, my God, what happened here? I heard about this. Somebody called me and told me about it on the phone. Great. And the police were like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So then they was the 20s. Go. What do you expect? Yeah. They were like, you have a phone? <laughs> this, uh, what? Who can afford that? Look at a rich guy over here. I know. Post-World War One Germany. How do you afford more than bread? Bread. You brought your wheelbarrow full of cash down to the AT&T, the Deutsche Telekom. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever sort of thing you've got going on. T-Mobile is German. Yeah. Uh, I believe it. Despite uh, the differences in age and sex of his victims... These three crimes all had been committed in the Flingern, Flingern <laughs> district of Dusseldorf at night. Um, each of the victims had received a multiple of stabs, multiple stab wounds, um, likely infi- inflicted in rapid succession. Um, at least one to the temple, and then um, there was no common motive, like he didn't rob them or anything like that. So the police were like, huh. Huh. What? Are they related? (laughs) 
And so the criminal That'd be crazy. Criminologi- criminologists criminologists were like um yeah, we don't think so. We don't think they're related. And so um then he was a little um off his game from <laughs> March through July where he just tried to strangle four women. Oh, casual. Um, and he claims to have thrown one in the Rhine River, um, but he was not known to have killed any further victims until the 11th of August when he uh, raped, strangled, and then repeatedly stabbed a young woman named Maria Hahn. Uh, he had first met her um, when he described her as a girl looking for marriage on August the 8th, and he had arranged to take her on a date to Neanderthal, the Neanderthal district of Dusseldorf the following Sunday. After several hours in her company, he lured her to a meadow in order so that he could kill her. Uh, He later admitted that she had repeatedly pleaded with him to spare her life, um, and he just strangled her and stabbed her in the head and chest, and then he sat on her and waited for her to die. You think there's going to be a second date? Mm -hmm. You think she's not going to call him back? No. Uh Or did she have a phone? She was. She's really ghosting him. But I'm... <laughs> I feel like you're making light of it. Yeah? Isn't that what this podcast has been about? Mm-mm. Oh. We're doing hard, hard research facts and seriousness. And <laughs> very serious on this podcast. Yes. We're taking a quick, just a hard left turn. No, uh, we've always... Well, that's what I've always been doing. I've always mm-hmm. been doing... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when we Journalistic talk, integrity. That, journalistic integrity. Especially because I feel like there's a couple times that I make stuff up. I take pretty much everything from Wikipedia. Well, <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> you can't the, make it up. There are some gaps where I'll be like, well... He, yeah, and then he very strongly did this, and then he mm. went to McDonald's and got a Big Mac. Yeah, it's 1933. Ah, uh, around up. then, right? whatever. <laughs> Mick Mick Dusseldorf. I don't Mick know. Dusseldorf. Uh, she died approximately one hour after he began attacking her, um, and he was scared that his wife would be like, "What are all these blood stains on your clothes?" So doesn't she already know that he's killing people? vaguely she's she's like you were in this place at this time when the police came asking for you what were you doing there they Mm. said there was a murdered body and he's like shut up woman Mm. you could do that in the 20s um so then he buried classic misogyny they have corn there in germany yeah i guess so that's what it says um, she's gonna get a, she's gonna do a lot more of covering up for him, but then she's gonna get something in return, which Herpes. makes me think she's also a bad person. Oh. Well, uh, I think she is. She is. Yeah. Um, so then he buried her and he came back with, um, the intention of nailing her decomposing remains to a tree in a crucifix. Uh, in order to shock and disgust the public. Uh, but then her her remains were too heavy for him to complete the act. So he just put her back in the grave and then kind of felt her up. Mm. Uh, Necrophilia situation. And then reburied her. 
Mm. Um, according to a later confession, he both before and after had attempted to impale her corpse to a tree. He quote went to the grave many times and kept improving on it. And every time, I thought I was I thought of what was lying there and filled I was filled with satisfaction. He enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, three months later, he after he had murdered Han, he uh, posted in an anonymous letter to the police. He confessed to the murder, adding that her remains had been buried in a field. He also drew a crude map describing the location of the remains, but the letter would uh, letter would prove, prove as a sufficiently detailed uh, note to help investigators locate her body on the fifteenth of November. After that, he changed his choice of weapons from scissors to a knife in an apparent uh, effort to convince police that there was more than one person doing all of the crimes. Uh, In the early morning of August 21st, he randomly stabbed an 18-year-old girl, a 30-year-old man, a 37-year-old woman in separate attacks. All three were seriously wounded, and they stated to police that their assailant had not spoken a word to them before they attacked them. Um, And three days later, at a fairground in the suburb of Flehe. F-L-E-H-E. Flehe. Flehe. Um, and then he observed two foster sisters, aged 5 and 14, walking from the fairground through adjoining allotments on their way home. He sent uh, the older girl, Louise Lenzend, on an errand to purchase cigarettes for him on the promise of being given 20 pfenning. Uh, and then he took the younger girl, Gertrude Hanacher, off the ground by her neck and strangled her into unconsciousness before slitting her throat, discarding her body in a patch of runner beans. And when her sister came back, he strangled her before stabbing her in the chest, one of the wounds piercing her aorta. And he also bit twice to cut through her note before sucking blood from the wounds. Neither of them were sexually assaulted. Um, and the fact that Lenzen's footprints were found within seven meters of her body suggests that she had, she had attempted to flee before she succumbed. Goddamn. So he stabbed her in the heart and then bit her and then she tried to run away. Yeah. Damn. And that's where he got his name. Yeah. Um, the following day, he accosted a 27-year-old housemaid named Gertrude Schultz who he openly engaged to have sex with him. Um, and then she said no, and he said, well, die then. And then he stabbed her in the head, neck, shoulders, and back. Well, damn. Yeah. And then she survived her injuries, and she, was, she wasn't able to provide any a clear description of him beyond assuming him to be around 40. Oh, great. <laughs> He's a 40-year-old man in Germany. Go. <laughs> Get them all. Yeah. Round them up. Let's do it. Uh, September 30th, Curtin encountered a 31-year-old servant girl named Ida Ruter in Dusseldorf Station. He successfully persuaded her to accompany him to a cafe and then a walk in the local Hofgarten, close to the Rhine River. Uh, there, he repeatedly struck her about the head with a hammer, both before and after he raped her. Um, and then... Um, she regained consciousness for a little bit and pled with him to spare her life. And he said, quote, give her other, gave her other hammer blows to the head and then misused her. Okay. 11 days later on October 11th, he encountered 22 year old servant girl named Elizabeth 
Dorier outside a theater. Um, same with Ruder. He agreed, she agreed to accompany him for a drink, and then he took her to a train in Grafenburg, and then a walk alongside Kleine Dussel River, uh, where she was struck once through her right temple with a hammer and then raped. Um, he struck her repeatedly about the head and temples with the hammer and then left her for dead. She was found at 6.30 a.m. the following morning. Uh, she did die from her injuries, um, but she did not... Or she she died, but she was in a coma for quite a while. Um, and then on October 25th, he attacked two women with a hammer. Both survived. Um, in the second instance, it was only because Curtin's hammer broke during oh. the attack. So he was using she the same lucky, hammer yeah. for the whole thing. Um... Why are police, and I understand that your question, the, the answer to the question is going to be because the 1920s. Um, why are police finding all these bodies and just like, well, another one died? Hard to connect them because they're not similar motives. Mm. I mean, the ones that he's just described now, like these last three, are pretty similar. Yeah. In the rape and murder with a hammer situation. But I mean, you've just described like, what, 10 to 12 murders just now? Mm-hmm. In addition weapons. to the ones that he did before that, that are all still happening. So regardless, even if they're they're different weapons, and I understand they even if they weren't the same person, let's just go ahead and say that instead, since they're all different methods. People are still dying in large amounts. Mm-hmm. Why is this not a question? I mean, I have to imagine a lot of murder was going around at the same time. I mean, look at the seventies in California. Yeah. A lot of murders in California. And this is the Weimar Republic mm. in the heat of a Great Depression. Yeah. And they don't have a lot of documents for people to even identify them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, on November 7th, 1929, he encountered a five-year-old girl named Gertrude Alberman in the Flingern district of Dusseldorf. Flingern. He persuaded the child to come to a section of desertive, deserted allotments um, where he seized her by the throat and strangled her, stabbing her once in the temple with a pair of scissors as he did so. When Alberman, quote, collapsed to the ground without a sound, Curtin stabbed the child's 34 times in the temple and chest before placing her body in a pile of nettles close to a factory wall. By the summer of 1929, the murders committed by the individual the press had dubbed, quote, the Vampire of Dusseldorf were receiving considerable na national and international attention due to the sheer savagery of the murders. The diverse background of the victims and differing methods for which they had been assaulted and or murdered. Both police and the press theorized that the spate of assaults had, um, and the murders were the work of more than one perpetrator. So they were thinking it was a lot of people. Yeah. By the end of 1929, Dusseldorf police had received more than 1,300 letters from the public, 13,000 letters from the public, with assistance from the surrounding police forces, uh, and each lead was painstakingly pursued, they say. 13,000 leads? Oh, mm -hmm. Jesus. As a result of the collective investigation into the killings, more than 9,000 individuals were interviewed. 2,650 2, other clues painstakingly pursued, and a list of 900,000 different names were compiled upon an official potential suspect list. 900,000? Not the entire city of fucking Dusseldorf? Uh, Probably. <laughs> Jesus. 
um, two days after the murder or the murder of Gertrude, murder of Gertrude, murders Gertrude Alberman, a local communist newspaper received a map revealing the location of the grave of Maria Hahn. In the drawing, Curtin revealed precisely where he had left her body, Alberman's body, uh, describing the exact position of where her corpse was and how it was faced. Um, he said it could be faced fa- it could be found face down among the bricks and rubble. In an analysis of the handwriting, oh, oh no, it's happening! It revealed that the author was the same individual who had anonymously informed the police in a letter dated the fourteenth of October. Hold on. You hold on. Don't tell me what to do. Just kidding. I'll wait. Um. He had killed Han and buried her body at the edge of the woods. Each of the three letters um, Curtin had sent to the newspapers threatened further assaults and murders, and they were examined by a graphologist, a studier of uh, handwriting, mm. uh, who confirmed that the same individual had written each letter. Um, the leading, ch- the chief inspector, Gannat, Ernest Gannat, uh, concluded that, that one man was, was responsible for all of the attacks and murders. The murder of Gertrude Alberman proved to be Curtin's final attack, though, because he did engage in a spate of non-fatal hammer attacks and attempted strangulations between February and March or February and May of 1930, maiming ten victims in in the assaults. All of the victims survived and were able to describe their attacker. May 14, 1930, an unknown man approached a 20-year-old woman named Maria Budlick at Dusseldorf Station, discovering Budlick had traveled to Dusseldorf from Köln. In search of lodgings and employment, he offered to direct her to a local hostel. She agreed and followed him, but then she became apprehensive when he attempted to lead her to a very scarcely populated park. The pair began to argue, and then another man approached, saying, Where is where is, where is the woman going? Where are you taking her? Why are you bothering her? Mm-hmm. Good. And, and she was like, yeah, he's bothering me. And so she left as she started walking away. And um, went to a report uh, to the police, um, and she said, it's this guy, let's go find him. And so Curtin invited the distressed young woman to his apartment at Metmannerstrasse to eat and drink before she found out that that's what he was trying to do. And so um, she was uninterested in engaging with him, and he said... I'll lead you to a local ho- hostel um, where he tried to rape her in the woods. And so uh, when she began to scream, he released her le- her neck from the uh, choke, and then he did let her leave. So she didn't go to report it to the police, but she did describe it to a friend, and then the friend was like... You gotta do something about this girl. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Upon reading the contents of the letter, they forwarded to the police in Dusseldorf. Um, it was read by the chief inspector, Gennat, who assumed that there was a slim chance that Budlick's assailant might be the Dusseldorf murderer. Um, he interviewed Budlick, who recounted her ordeal, further divulging one of the reasons why Curtin had spared her was because she had falsely informed him that she could not remember his address. Um, <clears throat> she agreed to lead the police to his home on Metmanasras. When the landlady of the property property let Budlick into the room of 71 Metmanas Budlick confirmed to Gannat that this was the address of her assailant. 
and the landlady confirmed to the inspector that his name was Peter Curtin. Although Curtin was not at home when Budlick and Gannat searched the property, he spotted uh, <clears throat> the pair in the communal hallway and promptly left. So he saw them and he was like, oh, that's a girl I tried to rape. How <laughs> crazy! Probably shouldn't be around here. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing that his identity was now known to the police and suspecting that they may have connected him to other crimes, he confessed to his wife that he had raped her, Budlick, and uh, because of his previous convictions, he may receive 15 years of penal labor. And so with his wife's consent, he found... Penal? Lot... Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, he <clears throat> found lodgings in Aldersrasse district of Dusseldorf. and not did the Aldersrasse. The old street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did not return to his own home until the 23rd of May. Upon reaching or returning home, Curtin confessed to his wife that he was the vampire of Dusseldorf. Oh, all along. Oh, shit, it babe. Me. It's me. You heard all those people that were being killed. Oh, crazy. Yikes. What? Um, and so he was like, you should go and get the reward. And she was like, yeah, I should. So then she went and uh, contacted the police the following day and gave them the information. And she explained that although she had known her husband and had been repeatedly imprisoned in the past, she she wasn't aware that he was a murderer. Oh. Um, and she added that her husband had confessed to his culpability in the Dusseldorf murders and that he was willing to likewise confess to the police. Furthermore, he was to meet her outside at St. Rochus Church later that day. Uh, and then they arrested him at gunpoint that afternoon. Uh, Curtin freely admitted to his guilt in the crimes that the police had attributed to the vampire of Dusseldorf and further confessed that he had committed the unsolved murders of Christine Klein and the attempted murders of Gertrude Franken in 1913. In total, he admitted to 68 crimes, including nine murders, 31 attempted murders, and he made no attempt to excuse his crimes, but justify them on the basis of what he saw as injustices that he had endured through his life. Now, so I had a shitty life, so I just wanted to kill people. I need to take it out on someone. Um, he was adamant that he had not tortured any of his child victims. Uh, that's a lie. The rape and the beating with the hammers. Not yeah, torture. not torture. Uh, he also admitted to both investigators and psychiatrists that the sight of the victim's blood was sufficient to bring him to orgasm, and that on occasion he would ejaculate in the act of strangling a person, but then he would immediately become apologetic. Uh, we've seen that before. That's not anything that's like relatively new. Yeah, and he'd say, quote, that's what love is all about. No, that's not what that is. Um, he claimed to have drank the blood from the throat of one victim from the temple of another and to have licked blood from a third victim's hands. In the Han murder, he had drank so much blood from the neck that he he was sick um, and that he had also admitted to have decapitate, decapitated a swan in the spring of 1930 in order to drink the blood from the animal's, animal's neck. Animal. And then he ejaculated in the process. From a swan? What mm-hmm. the fuck? April 13th, 1931, he stood trial at Dusseldorf. He was charged with nine counts of murder and seven of attempted murder and was tried before presiding judge Dr. Rose. Uh, he pled guilt, not guilty by reason of insanity to each charge, 
Aside from when delivering testimony, he would spend the duration of his trial surrounded by heavily guarded, shoulder-high iron cage specifically constructed to protect him from attack from enraged relatives of his victims. Jesus. And his feet were shackled the whole time. Trial lasted 10 days. On a 22nd of April, the jury retired to consider their verdict. They deliberated for under two hours before they said yes. Guilty. Yes, let's, let's take him down. Uh, Firing squad. He was sentenced... Oh, no. Oh, no. There, there is a kicker. Oh. Uh, he was sentenced to death on nine counts of murder. Also found guilty of seven counts of attempted murder. Displayed no emotions as the sentence were passed. Um, although in his final address to the court, he stated that he now saw his crimes as being, quote, so ghastly that he did not want to make any sort of excuse for them. Now. Now. So like, oh, those, that's, that, you know, that was I can't bad. believe I did those things. That was pretty bad now. Uh, Yikes. Whops. <laughs> so, uh, at six o'clock on the morning of July 2nd, he was beheaded via the guillotine on the grounds of Klingelputz, Klingelputz, uh, prison in Cologne. Uh, his executioner was Karl Grofler. Uh, he was walked unassisted to the guillotine, flanked by the prison psychiatrist and priest. Shortly before his head was placed in the guillotine, he turned to the psychiatrist and asked them, quote, Tell me, after my head is chopped off, will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my oh, neck? Oh, God. That would be the pleasure to end all pleasures. And when the, he was asked whether he had any other last words, he said, no, and smiled. Oh, boy. A guillotine. Did not expect that one, but love it, actually, a little bit. That's crazy. He's a vampire. He's a va- Well, he was murdered. But his wife got the money? Uh, I didn't read anything about that. But no. probably. Yeah. She turned him in. She did, but she knew about it. Wouldn't she be an accomplice? That's the 20s. Like a woman could never think those kind of things. A lady would never do that. That's Germany in the 1920s. A woman could never think those kind of things. A woman could never think those times. Meine Dame und Mädchen. That's what I said. Girls. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, uh, I'm glad we got to learn about a real world vampire. I love. Don't love anything about it. I love it. I think it's very depraved. Mm-hmm. Oh, the iceberg one. That in the end, he was like, "Yeah, I want to hear my own blood." Mm-hmm. That's he wanted to get sick. a little little jiffy at the very end. It is pronounced gif. Giffy. No jiffy lube. No it's a what? <laughs> no, like he. Yeah, that's yeah, it's too much. That's gross. Yeah, that's gross. In German, gross means big. What's small mean? Klein. 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 Mm-hmm. Meine kleine Mädchen. Tiny girl. You just don't need to talk about tiny girls in oh. German right now. Oh. Because that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you ready? Yeah, I guess I can go. It's you fine. Can get a white claw or something? A, yeah, I can get a white claw. All right. So I'm going to be talking to you... About Todd Colehip. Colehip? Colehip? Colehip. 
Colep, 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 Colep. Um, he was born on March 7th of 1971 in Florida, but he was raised in South Carolina and Georgia. Um, his parents were divorced when he was two years old. His mother got custody and uh, immediately married another man the following year. Uh, later, psychological reports found that Colip had had an unhealthy relationship with his stepfather, surprise, surprise, and often wanted to live with his biological father, whom he had not seen in eight years. Uh, oh, thank you. Black Cherry. So kind. Um, sure, why not? And, uh, I scrolled too far. Um, so he was described as a troublesome child, uh, because he did not like where he was at. He did not like the people he was with. Uh, so he began acting out in nursery school. He was known to be a, uh, aggressive towards other children and would destroy their property. At the age of nine, uh, he then started undergoing counseling. He was described as being explosive. Thank you. Uh, and... Oh, I thought you were already cheersing. Like, you haven't even sat down yet. Um, Excuse me. Oh! Um, so he described as being explosive and preoccupied with sexual content. At the age of nine. He's nine. Mm. Nine. What year is this? Uh, at this point, this is 1980. So he was born in 1971. Well, I feel like in the 80s, they were like, everything sex. Sex. Sell. Sex. sex. He said that he was talking about boobies. Mm. Yeah. Um, Never mind. I won't say that on the podcast. Can't say say that on the podcast. Um, Titties? No, you can definitely say titties. I can say titties on the podcast. I can say that. Um, Titties. Titties. He also apparently displayed cruelty towards animals. You know, that always goes very well for us. Um, He used to shoot dogs with BB guns. um, And he also killed goldfish with Clorox bleach. What a great humane death. Yeah. Great humane death. It's great. Um, so <clears throat> his father later said that the only emotion that his son was capable of was anger. So that's fun. Um, he spent three and a half months in a Georgia psychiatric hospital as an inpatient because of his inability to get along with other, ch- other children. So they were trying to help him. None of it was going well. <laughs> Uh, so eventually, in 1983, he was sent to live with his biological father in Arizona. So at that point, he's what? Thir- uh, 12? He's 12. Um, there's a sneeze in here somewhere. In your nose? Yeah. It's making his way, and it's going, making my way downtown. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the RSV. It's got me. Um... Is that a sneezing thing? I thought it was like a coughing thing. It is a coughing thing. But of course, all the children around me go like this. <coughs> yeah. You already finished coughing. Why would you cover your mouth after you finish coughing? Because they know they're supposed to be doing something. Yeah. The worst is the kindergartners. I taught kindergartner k- kindergarten last Tuesday. Um, literally the day before I taught them, uh, there was 11 kids in the class out of 27. Because they were all out because they were sick from something. And so I taught that Tuesday because the teacher, surprisingly, had RSV. the flu. Oh. She had the flu. 
So I was like, oh, great. Plenty, and of course, kindergartners are gross. Sticky. <laughs> so they just... And Sticky, like, wet, smelly. I'm like, where's my mask? Where's my mask? Why did I not bring one of these? So literally they'd come up to me and like, okay, you stand there. I'm going to stand here behind this desk as if this desk is protecting me. And every second... Literally, I made them, like, anytime we lined up, all right, squirts of hand sanitizer for every single one of you. Okay, go to the bathroom, wash your hand, like, constantly, constantly. Like, you guys are gross, and I don't like it. But, yeah, I survived. I made it through. That was last Tuesday. I didn't get anything. And now you're thinking about kindergarten? I'm thinking about teaching kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I do not have the patience for that. Anyways, um... Yes, so he took his father's surname uh, and began working a number of local jobs. Uh, so Colehep is the surname. Colehep is the surname. Yes, Colehep. 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 Anyways, so he um, inherited his father's hobby of collecting weapons because that's great, uh, and was taught by him to. Quote, blow things up and make bombs. Great hobby. Yeah. Great, great hobby. I mean, it's similar to, not similar. They're it, talking about like volcanoes, right? Yep. Making the, the uh, baking vinegar, soda, vinegar and bacon, bacon soda. Bark and soda. Should we take this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy Birkin birthday. soda. Um, that's actually a fun experiment. There are fifth graders right now that are learning how to make a roller coaster. And I'm like, I don't think I ever did that. As a fifth grader? Do you make a roller coaster in fifth grade? I played with connects. Well, okay, that's a different situation. I made one of those. You remember whenever they had the roller coaster connects? Oh, I loved connects. Yeah. What was the do. opposite thing? Like, there was connects and there Mega was... Megablocks? No. I guess connects was like the older kid thing. Tinker toys. Erector sets. Though they they were like, they were like the original um, connects. Tinker toys. Yeah, or they were. Sets. I don't know what that is. Uh, tinker toys because they were before connects were. Erector sets were the original. Before tinker toys, tinker toys are like old and wood, like Lincoln logs. Erector sets were like from the fifties. When were tinker toys? I don't know. Um, girl. Let me look it up for you. Mm -hmm. Tinker toys. Um, let's see. Where's the Wikipedia? For Tinker toys. Oh, designed in 1914. I'm sorry, I feel like it was old. Tinker toys. That and Lincoln Logs. I feel like Erector sets were from like the 50s. Erector? I barely know her. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 1913. Ere what did I say for the other one? Erectile dysfunction. Technically, Erector sets were first. Were they really? Yeah. Well, they were both arrived at the same time. 1913, 1914. I have never seen these. I'm not familiar with the... 1913 ones here, but... I feel like Erector sets are more like uh, original Legos. 
Oh, no, 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 no. What are you talking about? They're like, like screws and shit. Oh. They're so, like technical. Okay, so then I don't think they're even on the same level as Tinker Toys and Connects because they're literally you just pop them in. I guess this is like a, a lovely marriage more... between Tinker Toys and model airplanes. I was going to say, this is like model airplanes slash bionicles. Bionicles didn't have any screws. What are you? Well, okay, not screws. Okay, yeah, these are. This is metal. Yeah. This is some. This is like some tough shit. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so blowing things up and making bombs. So despite this, uh, th- this bonding situation of blowing stuff up and making bombs, uh, their relationship did not go well. Uh, it deteriorated because his father kept on leaving because he had a number of girlfriends. I'm playing. No. Oh. Uh, and Colop expressed desires to then now return to his mother. Uh, it's like, all right, I want to go and live with dad. Now I'm living with dad. This, this sucks. I'm going to go back and live with my mom. Uh, though she reportedly kept on making excuses for him to extend his stay with his dad. So she's like, no, no, Oh, no, no I'm no. washing my hair today. You can't no. come mm. today. i got to wash mm. my hair. You got to stay there. I don't want those. So on November, November, November 28th of 1986, the 15-year-old Colip kidnapped a 14-year-old girl in Temp, Arizona. Tempe. It's a 50-50 shot. He threatened her with a 22 caliber revolver, brought her back to his home, tied her up, taped her mouth shut, and raped her. 15 years old. Uh, afterwards, he walked her home and threatened to kill her younger siblings if she told anyone about what happened. So she told everyone what happened. And he was charged with kidnapping, sexual assault, and committing a dangerous crime against children. Uh, in 1987, uh, which... He's 16 at this point. He pleaded guilty to the kidnapping charge, and the other charges were dropped. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison and registered as a sex offender. Uh, according to court records, Colop was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and was noted as having an above-average IQ of 118. Um, the judge in the case said Colop was very bright and should be advanced academically, but behaviorally and emotionally dangerous and likely could not be rehabilitated. Coolip's prohibition. 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 His prohibition officer. Uh, (laughs) Oh, the classic. Don't have any of this. (laughs) No alcohol. Uh, Wrote a similar description in court papers and added that he felt the world owed him something. So the pro... Prohibition. Probation. I was like, where is his H going? Uh, probation officer said that he's like, yeah, this guy thinks the world owes him something. But like, from what it seems like, he was just kind of ignored as a child. He was never like abused. For- oh. All right. Bring it down a notch. Calm down. Calm it down. Um, so in August. Uh, oh, no. August. August. Uh, oh, so Colop's attorney in a later case uh, went on to say that while defending him, he did not believe his client would go on to harm others in the future. During his imprisonment, Colop was initially cited for violations that included some violent behavior, uh, but after turning 20, all that went away. He was very good. No records of disobedience at all. Hmm. Everything's great, right? We're done. She just had a little bit of problem, right? No. But, I'm just kidding. Uh, in August of 2001, Colop was released from prison after serving 14 years uh, and moved to South Carolina, 
where his mother was living. During his imprisonment, he attended the gra- attended and graduated from Central Arizona College with a bachelor's degree in computer science. Uh, from January 2002 to November 2003, he worked as a graphic designer for a company in Spartanburg. Uh, he began studying at Greenville Technical College in 2003, and he transferred to the U- University of South Wait, Carolina. 2003? Yeah. Because he hmm. served 14 years. Okay. So it got us to the year 2000. Yeah. 2001. Yeah. Yeah. There were just no dates in between there. Well, because he was in jail for 14 years. So I was like, what happened? <laughs> wait, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, so we're up to the 2000s now. I'm familiar with these years. Yeah. I the, was alive for these the, years. Uh, the aughts. Oh, love the aughts. The aughts. You know what I'm saying? All right. So uh, he transferred to the University of South Carolina. Go Cox! Um, you can't just say that. I, think I that, know you're gay, but <laughs> shit. I just wanted to yell that. because Go think, Cox! Go Cox! <laughs> I love dick. I love Crocs. Yeah, it's, I think that's their their uh, their uh, mascot, right? Spurt and Buck. Spurt and Buck. <laughs> Spurt and Buck Cocks. Spartanburg Cocks. No, uh, he went to he worked at a company in Spartanburg, but then he went to the University of South Carolina, and the University of South Carolina, I think, is the Spurt game. Spurt and Buck. It's the Spurtenbach Cox. Spurtenbach Cox. Spurtenbach. <laughs> That's the name. Go Cox. Go Cox. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, very that. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so he graduated with a bachelor's degree in 2008 with a degree in a business administration marketing. So he's got two... two uh, An MBA? Two, two degrees. He didn't get a master's. He got oh. two bachelors. Um, so despite being registered as a sex offender, he then was able to get a real estate license on June 30th of 2006. What the fuck are you trying to do? <laughs> after lying about the felony charge on his application. From this, he built a firm that had dozens of agents that, he, that worked for him. Um, he had been recognized as his top-selling agent in the Carolina region. Uh, he also acquired a private pilot license and several properties out of state. He, in May of 2014, he purchased nearly 100 acres of land located in an area nine miles from the community of Moore uh, for about $300,000. He also built a fence around that, uh, which cost $80,000. So basically they're saying that he's got many. Boomers be like, I brought myself up by my brute Ex- uh, He literally kind of did. <laughs> from Jehail. Um, because he was a Spurtenbach car. Spurtenbach, cock. <laughs> Spurtenbach. That's why I like that better. Spurtenbach. Spurtenbach cock. Mm-hmm. Go cocks. <laughs> there is Spurtenbach place. They need a university, I don't and know. they should Let be me... the cocks. What Spurten? S P U R T E N. E N. Spurtenbach. O C K. Yeah. Spurtenbach. No. First one is Spreitenbach. In Germany. It is. It's a municipality in the district of Baden in uh, Switzerland. Hmm. Switzerland is not Germany. No. But has German influences. And French. And Italian. And Spanish. 
It's okay. the no man zone. It's a little little bit of everything. This one's got a sweetness to it. This one's got a little everything. Everything. Yeah. Um, so uh, a customer that sold her home, uh, who sold her home to Colip, remembered him as a extremely outgoing and professional individual, but also was like, um, he talked about guns a lot, and he also made a lot of sexual jokes in conversation. You know all of those friends that just have a lot of sexual jokes that are just hilarious. And want to keep them around and, like, hang out with them. Constantly. Who went to the Spartanbox Cox College. Spartanbox Cox. <laughs> you know, those kind those of people. Those kind of gays. We, I mean, people. Excuse me. <laughs> I applied that too much to my own life. You're like, I've met them. I, I know those people you're describing. I am a Spartanbox Cox. I am the Spartanbox Cox. Um, so conversely, a woman who assisted one of Colep's employees, uh, described him as angry and condescending towards her partner. Um, a banker who also worked with Colep said that he often watched pornographic videos even at work. So he just kind of did whatever he wanted to. Um, He's like, hey, check this out. Look at this. Penis. It's, a, it's, go Cox! Go Cox. He's like, this is from my university. <laughs> this is their new marketing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, he apparently also frequented a Waffle House. <laughs> hey. In a town called Roebuck, where his behavior apparently uh, disturbed some waitresses to the point where they were like, all right. Anytime- I was going to say, it's not good, right? No, not good. Huh. So, anytime that uh, he would come in, they were like, all right, male cook, you guys, you got to go out there and take his order because we're not doing that. Um, so, according to this. The Waffle House waitresses? Yeah. And they're already like. In 2000 and. And 16, yeah. So really rough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, not, not to, to be derogatory to any, um, Waffle Waffle House House waitresses, but, but, hey, it's not IHOP. I've been to a Waffle House and I understand that it is a, they are generally, They've seen their days. They have seen plenty of things and dealt with plenty of people. And know, That place is open all night. They've they, seen a lot. Yeah, they know how to deal with plenty of people. So, yeah, exactly. I used to, there was a place in uh, College Station that was not quite a Waffle House, but very similar vibe to a Waffle House. And I used to go study there. Um, because the, the waitresses were very nice. Uh, they were older ladies who um, would say, "Oh my, handsome, you're back again." They tell they tell us their full stories, and uh, they were a lot to handle. They had more stories than teeth, mm-hmm. and that was great. Um, and they just keep filling up my coffee while I was sitting there studying until four o'clock in the morning, um, and then they I'm getting off my shift. It's, it's getting real close to. 6 a.m., baby, so we gotta wrap this up, baby. And, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right. Okay, I'll go to bed now. Thank you. And I'd also see plenty of things happening. Literally plenty, like, one man came inside bleeding. And she was like, why are you in here? Like. Mm-mm. You gotta get out. He's like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Get out. Do not come inside this restaurant. And he's, she's like holding the the mug that she's supposed to refill my coffee with, and I'm just sitting there like, 
Can we wrap this up? <laughs> Give me the coffee. I need the coffee right now, or else I will die. <laughs> Go Cox. Go Cox. <laughs> Gig him. Uh, so don't ever do that that thing again. That's what that is. Gig him. No, no, no. Mm. All right. Uh, so according to this employee of the Waffle House, one of the waitresses was Megan Lee McCraw Croy, which ended up being one of his victims. Mm. Yikes. So on November 6th of 2003, a customer found four people shot inside of Superbike Motorsports, which is a motorcycle shop in Chesney. Superbike Motorsports. Yeah, exactly that. Um, The victims were identified as the owner, Scott Ponder, age 30, the service manager, Brian Lucas, age 29, mechanic, Chris uh, Sherbert. It's you. It's me. What's the plane? Uh, age 26, and bookkeeper Beverly Guy, age 52, who was Ponder's mother. Uh, all four died from multiple gunshot wounds. Uh, before Colup later confessed the shootings in 2016, investigators believed that the gunman who was armed with a pistol entered the shop from the back and killed Sherbert as he worked. Uh, he then killed Guy in the middle of the showroom, uh, Lucas in the main doorway, and Ponder in the parking lot. According to Podner's wife, Colip was a disgruntled customer who had been in the shop several times. And according to Colip's mother, he attempted to return a motorcycle there, but the employees laughed at him, would not return the money he had paid for the motorcycle, and embarrassed him for not knowing how to ride one properly. So basically, they bullied him. Why would you buy a motorcycle if you've never ridden one? uh, Honestly, this is not shocking to me. I mean, no. Because there's plenty of people who do stupid shit, and they're like, why won't this... Okay, first of all, let's go ahead and take a look at the current state of America. (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) Okay, that's a problem. But there are plenty of people that just do stupid shit, and they're like, why is everyone against me? Uh, Because you're doing stupid shit. Yeah. What do you mean that I need to have a license to drive a boat? Mm Mm-hmm. Because you got to have a license to drive a boat. Blanche. Or they all sink on a Trump rally in a <laughs> in a lake. Hey. LOL. When karma is doing karma. I love karma. She's doing it. She's a queen. Karma. I barely know her. Anyways. So. Uh, Didn't work. Don't do that. I do know karma though. I know her a lot. <laughs> She's a drag queen. Karma. Is she in town? I started that one as well recently. Any name that I'm like, oh, that's a good drag name. I'm like, oh, is she in town? Her? She, How much does it take us to her show? Mm-hmm. My favorite is uh, people are like, oh, Lord. And I'm like, Lord? The second She's coming again? <laughs> no, I'm thinking the singer. <gasps> oh, Lord. I love Green Light. Uh-huh. I don't actually like that. That's a terrible song. song. Yeah. Very Only song. Royals. 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 Tennis Court, too. Tennis, Tennis Court is court good. good. Um, I feel like there's another one out there. Solar power? <laughs> Absolutely not. She really thought she was she, doing She so. thought she was serving. She was like, I'm coming out for... Even- Did you see where she was singing at her concert and the crowd started singing and she went, shh. Yes. Yeah, so, there's plenty of videos of that. Several. She's like, no, shh, shh. And then she sings the worst note you ever heard. I'm like, girl, <laughs> where does this come from? From Lord. Oh, Lord. She, there's not that many people in New Zealand. She's not familiar. No. 
No. So she's no. got to like figure it out. And suddenly she's, she thinks she's world famous. Give us another royal situation. Give me like a pop thing. Don't give me this like weird, funky Taylor Swift bullshit. You're not famous like she is. Have you listened to the new Taylor Swift Absolutely album? Absolutely not. I haven't either. Why would you? You know, all of us are Swifties if you really think about it. We are. We are all Swifties. Yes. But I refuse to acknowledge the slight that Taylor Swift has has uh, brought upon Carly Rae Jepsen. I listened to Carly Rae's. It was, it was decent. There are three to five good songs on that album of 13 songs. Okay. I can accept that. That's how I, I felt about Cash's Kas- last Kasha's. album. Cash's? The, the high rub. There wasn't many that I was like, oh, wow, I love all these. Three to five. Three to, I think it was five that I that like liked yeah. on mine. And normally it's like almost the entire album. Yeah. From from Key Double Dollar Sun, huh? I think our divas are getting older. And I'm not crazy about that. One of your so. divas is already old. Who? Celine Dion. She's timeless. No, okay. No, timeless. Old and timeless She's a vampire are two witch. different things. Her uh, songs oh. are timeless. She no. is an older lady. <laughs> no, no. Okay, fine. Shania Twain? She's going on tour. She's going to be here in July. Yes! I'm going to go see her! <laughs> Slay queen. Me and every 50-year-old woman. I love it. I'm into I'm it. I'm like, fuck yeah. You, I feel like she's also timeless. I feel like there's plenty of people out there. The gays will be there. Oh, absolutely. You know, they're the gays go- and 50 year It's going to be a clash between gays and 50-year-old white women. Conservative white women. It'll be a, a weird situation. Because you know the gays are going to be coming in their cowboy get-ups where it's like fringe over their... Rhinestone uh-huh. pink cowboy uh-huh. hat. Uh-huh. They're going to reuse it from the, the Joanne tour. Uh-huh. Cut off uh, a racerback tank top. Probably assless chaps. Their butts are going to be out with jock straps or the thongs up their butts. Or... Cowboy boots. Uh, jean cutoffs with that a, too. A, a whale tail. Yep. And cowboy boots. White cowboy boots. Yeah, correct. White. White. Very white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I'm i seeing it now. That's what I've lot selected for my outfit. Oh. Oh, that's what you're describing. But I'm going to wear it. Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to borrow the girls' t-shirts. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> what? It's a girl's 10. <laughs> oh, I cut it up. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so... Yeah, so you tried to return the motorcycle. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't like it. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, so August 31st of 2016, uh, Kayla Brown, age, too close, age 30, uh, and her boyfriend, Charles David Carver, age 32, went missing after they went to remove brush from one of Colip's properties. Carver was later found dead uh, of multiple gunshots on the property. Uh, interest in the disappearance of Brown and Carver increased as a result of posts on Carver's Facebook account following their disappearance, the unusual nature of which prompted speculation that another party had taken control of his Facebook account. On November 3rd, Brown was found by authorities chained to the wall inside of a metal storage container on the property. Investigators had tracked her down by tracing the couple's last known cell phone, cell phone, cell phone signals after which they heard banging noises coming from inside the container a search of collapse property recovered carver's vehicle which was found in a ravine covered in brush according to brown she witnessed carver being shot by collapse 
Colette's mother later claimed that Carver was killed for having a really smart mouth, which Colette did not like. Like, this mother is, is trying to defend him. Like, well, he was shit-talking, and that pissed off my son, so he shot him. Like, that doesn't make it better. Yeah. It means your son doesn't have impulse control. He was control. disrespecting him. Exactly. So you murdered him? Exactly. Like, th- these these are not reasons that this is just fine. Uh, he also said that uh, he kept Brown uh, captive because he did, she did not do anything wrong and that she did not that he did not want to hurt her. However, Brown said to police just after her rescue that Colip had killed Carver because Colip was mad at her. During her ca- captivity... Brown was raped repeatedly and intimidated into not escaping having after having been shown the graves of Colip's other victims. So he was like, look at all the, these other people I've killed. They're here on my property that I've got. Remember the nine square miles of property that he bought? That's where he's burying people, <laughs> which is so great. Yeah. Um, two bodies were discovered on Colette's property following his arrest on November uh, 6th and 7th. They were later identified as husband and wife Johnny Joe Coxey, uh, age 29, and Megan Lee McCraw Coxey, age 26, residents of Spartanburg. Spartanburg Cox. Go Cox. Go Cox. Cop. Cops. Go Cops. No. A cab. A cab. <laughs> who were reported missing on December tw- uh, 22nd of uh, 2015. They were allegedly hired by Colip to work on his property. Uh, so basically he's like, come work here. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Don't make that noise. No, it's not great. Pour some out for our homies. Just kidding. <laughs> Cindy, this bitch is messing up my floors. She's messing up my floors. <laughs> McCraw, uh, McCraw Coxie. Coxie. C-O-X-I-E. Coxie. 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 Had been killed. Go Coxie. There's a lot of cocks in this. Um, apparently had been killed by a gunshot wound to the head on December 25th or 26th, while uh, Coxie had been killed a week earlier by a gunshot wound to the torso. According to the county coroner, they were identified through their extensive tattoos. Uh, hmm. uh, Colop was arrested shortly after Brown's rescue. He later confessed to the Chesney shootings and the murder of the Coxies in exchange for allowing him to talk to his mother, give her a photograph, and transfer money to the college fund of a friend's child. So basically, he was like, I've got a lot of money. Let me go ahead and move this money around, and then everything will be fine. Okay, I'll tell you everything. So while meeting with his mother, he reportedly confessed to the, kidna- the kidnappings and the killings. Uh, when he confessed to the Chesney shooting, Colip said that he shot each of the victims once in the forehead, a detail in the investigation that was never released to the public. A search of Colette's property also uncovered numerous weapons, including a 9mm pistol, outfitted with suppressors, semi-automatic rifles, and an undetermined amount of ammunition. Because there was no record of a background check under Colette's name for the purchase of a firearm, investigators believe he likely acquitted, I'm sorry, acquitted, acquired the weapons illegally. Uh, shortly following Colip's arrest, authorities in Spartanburg County discovered the number of seemingly joking product reviews for various items such as padlocks, shovels, tasers, and gun accessories on Amazon.com. Hmm. Uh, they were written by a user simply known as me. 
Love that. So one review about a padlock stated, solid locks have five on a shipping container, won't stop them, but sure will slow them down till they are too old to care. And another one for a folding shovel read, keep in car for when you have to hide the bodies and you left the full size shovel at home, does not come with a midget, uh, which would have been nice. The reviewer's wish list page was listed as Todd. Todd Kolop. Hmm. Following his arrest, Kolop claimed to his mother that there were many other victims aside from the aforementioned. Uh, with when his when his mother asked how many, his response was, "You do not have enough fingers." Uh, during interrogation, he claimed to have shot a victim in Arizona. On November 18th of 2016, it was reported that the Tempe uh, Police Department went and looked through his claims, searching through unsolved homicides over the past three decades. They said they would focus on focus on cases dated from 1983 to 1986, which is when he would have been 12 to 15, uh, which, I mean, he did uh, kidnap and rape someone at the age of 15, so it's not like it's abnormal. Uh, when he was living with his father... Uh, and also between August uh, of 20, 2001, when Colette completed his sentence for kidnapping in November of 2001, when he moved back to South Carolina. So those few months in 2001. So on November 15th of 2016, police in Greer, South Carolina, announced that they had named Colette as a person of interest in an unsolved 2003 bank robbery and triple homicide at the local Blue Ridge Savings Bank. Uh, this crime was separated from the Chesney shootings by six months. However, as of May uh, of 2018, there has not been a link that has linked him to the killings uh, that was established, and he's denied any involvement in the case. So I feel like at this point he'd be like, yeah, I did that. Like, that's fine. Um, just add it on, add on. Um, some people are stubborn, though. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, it seems like he's like, yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did this. You know the serial killers that are like, I want to admit to the things I did and like won't admit I want the things. credit for it. Exactly. I want the credit. Exactly. Um, so in December 2017, Cullip wrote to the Spartanburg Herald Journal claiming that he had more victims who had not been discovered. He was charged with four counts of murder in relation to the Chesney shootings and one count of kidnapping in relation to Brown's abduction. He was later charged with three additional counts of murder for the murders of Carver and the Coxies, uh, along with one additional count of kidnapping and three counts of possession of a weapon during the uh, commission of a violent crime. So, Cullip's next court appearance was scheduled for January 19th of 2017, where Cullip's attorney waived their right to appearance. Uh, according to a local news source, relatives of the Chesney shooting victims filed a wrongful death lawsuit against him. On December 1st, it was announced that Brown also filed a civil lawsuit against him. On May 26th of 2017, he pled guilty to seven counts of murder, two counts of kidnapping, and one count of criminal sexual assault, and was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole in a plea bargain that spared him from capital punishment. Although his defense swore at his sentencing that there were no other victims to be found, Cullip has since repeatedly admitted that there were at least two other murder victims. As of August of 2018, he has yet to give authorities the details of those murders. So, where are they? <laughs> it's like, you know you killed nine people. Where are the other two people? I mean, and you're not going to get out. Exactly. So like, just you're... Give it up. Delicious. Exactly. 
so Colip is currently imprisoned in uh, South Carolina. Uh, and as of August 2020, some of Colip's belongings were went, went to auction, which is so disgusting to me. Uh, and all the proceeds were donated to the victims' families. So at least the money went back to the families, but at the same time, it's like, why? Who's buying these things? Why are we buying things that murderers are... That Well, I guess murderers aren't selling them. But why are we buying things that murderers kept? Just burn them. Get rid of them. Like, I don't know. There's that. So he's still alive. Who buys those kinds of things? I don't... I don't know. Like, I understand that you and I like true crime, but I don't like... I don't need anything from these people. Do not... I don't I want it. 10,000% would never want those things. I do not want a single thing. These things that we're researching right now are things that's like, these are awful people. They're awful people. Mm. Why do I want to celebrate that? Like, that's so gross. Like, look, I've got this. And I mean, nowadays with the age of YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff, you, to, I mean, being an influ- influencer, you can easily be like, look, I've got the thing that, you know, he, this is his murder knife or something like that. Like, that can help yeah. you, but why do you want that? Like, to make other people look at you? I don't. It, no, and that's not good. If you if you want viewers, you should just be a good personality and a good. I mean, know how to work social media itself. You don't need all these other things, and you don't need disgusting props like that. I don't know. That's that's gross to me. Yeah. It's gross. So, yeah, that's him. So, he's still alive. He gets his life spared, quote-unquote. He's in his life in prison. But this is all very recently. I mean, he was only, in the past five years, was only um, sentenced. So, no, four years. The past four years, uh, he was sentenced. So, uh, he won't have an appeal. He appeals for, what, every eight years or something like that? So, he'll have an appeal in a few years. Uh, yeah, Josephine, you're right. So, have an appeal. But he was point. convicted of murder. He was convicted, yeah. Usually, that's not like 25 years until you're mm. ready for a probation. He'll still be alive because he's 50. Oh, he could still be alive. He's 51. Oh. So, hopefully, he dies. We'll see. Because what if he gets out? <laughs> Comes back and kills people in, as a 70 year old. Hopefully, they'll. He already got out once. Him in the mouth. Yeah. He already got out once. So. Wow. Wow. So that's a, Why do you think he's so depraved? Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I just guess cause it was a, like, a, it seems like a lot of his crimes were so un, uh, there was not a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, most crimes, the, uh, most murders that we've seen, there was no reason for it, but he just like, he was at the point of just being on edge all the time. And that made him depraved that it was like any little, any minor inconvenience to him was a, a huge wrong to him and needed correcting in his mind. Hmm. I think that I found that to be depraved. Yeah. But also because he, I, I'd never heard of him, which I is so crazy. Him. I mean, he killed seven to potentially more than nine people. Uh, that seems like a lot to me. <laughs> I mean, it, any murder is a lot to me. Could not do that. That is a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. But yeah, that's uh, that's Todd Colehip. That puts us on the seventh tier. Tier seven. We made it. Wow. 
And how many are there? Nine? Ten? Okay. Oh, I'm still changing my... (laughs) Still still changing my laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's eight tiers. Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. bad. Is there Um, a natural disaster tier? We should do that. We could make our own. Natural... We could. Disaster iceberg. Iceberg. That's what they're on. Natural disaster survival iceberg. That's not what I'm looking for. I would like to uh, like to know. Images. No, natural disaster iceberg is giving me... Oh, hold on. There's one. There's a lot. Oh, the COVID-19 pandemic. LOL. Oh, there's another one. Maritime disaster, shipwrecks. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, there's also volcanoes. The Spanish flu epidemic. Oh, shit. There's, there's a lot. A lot of, a lot of things. Oh, I'm going to send you this one. My version of the first iceberg, the disaster iceberg. Oh, shit. The Black Death, COVID-19, uh, Titanic disaster, Chernobyl. 9-11 attack? Okay, that's, that's a terror attack. We can't do that. No. Pompeii. A good one. San Francisco earthquake. Did I do that? I feel like I did that. Bushfire Spanish flu. Ooh, I like these. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You're not ready for this. <laughs> we just have done so many icebergs lately. Oh, you don't want to do an iceberg? Okay, you don't have to do an iceberg. You can do whatever you want to. I'm going to start taking from this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do an iceberg. You can do whatever. Because you did your own iceberg. I sure did. <laughs> I like this. So then you have to worry about researching natural disasters because I know you hate them. So instead, I'll just tell you about them. You know, that's my biggest fear, and I don't think it scares me as much as it used to. That's like sad. when we started it, I used to be really scared of them. But now I'm like, nuclear holocaust, bitch, could be happening tomorrow could happen at any in point. 15 minutes i think that that's just uh the normal uh state of the world currently is just like hey could happen you're like yeah yeah <laughs> and i won't know about it until it happens mm-hmm. and the range of emotions that i'll experience in those 30 minutes to three hours i don't know what to do with them great and I don't know what I'd do with it. Did you watch Don't Look Up? Okay. I don't want to. That's what I'd do. I'd get the, the, my friends around me and hold their hands and be like, yep, we're just going to eat our dinner. Everything's fine. If, if it was like a longer term ex- expectation, if it was a short term situation, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> I don't even know. I, like, I mean, 15 minutes. What am I going to do in 15 minutes? Especially with the chaos that would ensue in the world. It'd be like, yep, I'm just going to stay in my house. Hold my dog. It's good. It's good, honey. Yeah, I don't know. It's all good. What a world. I don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) We're going to change the subject. We're going to end the podcast. We're going to change it to Economy Works. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works, a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work if you're a company that needs help writing job descriptions conducting marketing analysis or managing your social media platforms economy works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less 
Economy Works. When we work, the economy works. Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W R K S dot com. Economy Works. Yeah. That was weird that we went to the note, same note twice. Harmonizing. Harmonizing. I love it. It actually was just, yeah, okay. Yeah, you <coughs> um, got it. Let's talk about gay stuff. Have you heard of that? Let's I'm talk not. about gay stuff is a podcast. That's so crazy. That's a podcast that you're actually on, so I don't know why you haven't heard of it. I don't know them. Super weird. That's crazy. Anyways, um, it is the destination for podcasting about gay stuff. Mm. The latest and greatest. Some history. History. Book Dem stuff. History. You want LGBTQ stuff? That is the place to go, mama. So that is Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at letstalkaboutgaystuff.com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter. If you would like to send them an email, that is letstalkaboutgaystuff at gmail.com. Let's talk about gay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you're, of course, listening to our podcast, the best podcast in the world. Man, my God. It's our spooky podcast. I'm glad you made it. You made it. Our spooky podcast is great. It's so great. You already heard what we're talking about. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. We talk about scary stuff, and you should be scared. So, boo. Bitch. Boo. Even though scary, spooky season's over. I know. Happy Halloween. Anyways, um, you could find us at rspoopypodcast.com. We're available at rspoopypodcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Rspoopy on Twitter and rspoop on Facebook. Uh-huh. If you would like to send us an email, that's rspoopypodcast at gmail.com. Love it. <laughs> I know. I want four seconds of silence. Okay. Ready? Go. <laughs> four minutes, I meant. Four, four Anyways, minutes. Anyways, <laughs> remember to get, get spoopy, spoopy with it. it. Yeah.